the boogaloo moment movement isn't a, like isn't a succinct thing because it's not like a movement it's just it's the, it's more it's more of an aesthetic that really anyone can co-opt Okay, here we go. Ready? A one and a two and a three and a clap. Was that easier? Yes. <laughs> was it? That was in triplets. That was way weirder. <laughs> oh my god. God damn it. I intentionally tried to be shitty that time. And I failed. <laughs> Come on. Hey, speak so speaking of intentionally shitty, I had I had oh, to do geez. an error. I it's hard to not describe the errand I was doing like to make this thing work out. But um, so I my I have to get a new, I had to get a new phone. Like my phone is from many, years and years ago, and now I needed to upgrade to a new phone. So I go to get my phone, and I do all the online everything, so I can just walk in, get my phone, leave. That's the idea. I don't want to pay for shipping, and it's not far away. I'm in a city, so I go and I get I get in there. There is a line to pick up my phone, even mm-hmm. though I go on a Wednesday. At like 10 in the morning, 10 a.m. I'm like, everybody's at work. This should be relatively empty. Oh, way too many people. So we're around every and I'm like, oh wow, every single person has a mask. This is pretty, pretty cool. Like, great. I mean, it's been a year, so come on. <laughs> but at the same time, they were doing it. Great. I get in line, I'm like kind of texting, blah, blah, blah. And I look up and I just like you know how you have the realization where you look up and you're like, hmm, then you look down, then you go, Oh, wait, this person doesn't. Nope, they're they are hundred percent maskless and they're the only one. The whole thing, and they just—they're having like a prolonged close conversation with this employee. Oh, so and then I noticed that he's literally holding like his arms across. He has his mask in the one hand, like with his crossed arms. So I'm behind him, and I don't go full dick immediately, even though I could. Yeah, (laughs) but but I like cup my hands and I go, "Hey, sir." Could you put on your mask, please? The one that you're holding in your hand. And before I can get that far, he does what I refer to as the redneck run up, where he steps up to you really close in an attempt to like intimidate and startle you out of whatever you were going to do. But do you know me? Has anyone here met me? Hi. So is everyone familiar yes. with with how I would probably react? If to- anyone redneck run-ups on me, they will get the this is Sparta kick to the stomach. <laughs> so he does the thing, and he's like, I, it was some combination of like, you need to shut your mouth right now, or if I can't, and it, it was like, I'll, it's just some vaguely threatening whatever. But what they unwittingly did by doing that particular move is now the security guards nearby have seen this oh, and geez. i get to act extremely outraged i'll be like excuse me sir here's a blah. this person just threatened to blah 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 and now i'm like standing by the security person and i'm like he thought he was gonna scare me away really quick but what actually happened is i loudly announced i'm gonna cut you in line even cut him in line i'm now in front of him in line security <laughs> is saying nothing they don't want to get involved like nobody here wants to be part of this and i am just going solid for five to 10 minutes i lost track of time but i was just in a heckling nirvana where i'm just constantly <laughs> shit talking this person it was great it was a very fun time all in all and especially because they didn't weren't like looking guilty or no they were like trying to yell right back at me i got a i bet you're a democrat and then i got to yell did q tell you that you don't have to wear a mask oh i get to God. yell you're an embarrassment to white people you acting like an asshole is fucking this up for me also we happen to be the only two white people <laughs> i got oh <laughs> People standing around. It's just us. I'm like, you keep you're shitting on all of our every single other person here is wearing. I've learned my tactic when I'm being loud like this is to make it about how the rest of the group is doing the right thing. Nice, because that makes it less likely that the group is going to be like, "Hey, shut up to me." Yes, (laughs) going to do it. Make him the asshole. Absolutely, because yeah, this was it. It may not be helpful necessarily, but it does make me feel personally good. <laughs> and hopefully the employees then get to talk about it for the rest of the week. Yeah. <laughs> like, did you see that time that guy just fucking bitched out that guy for 10 solid minutes? Pepper, mm. please. Because I, I don't go out anywhere near enough. Although maybe once I get the vaccine, I'll be able to do this. This is the move I want because I've witnessed it happen and it seems <laughs> to work. Is if a little kid points out that an adult is not wearing a mask, no matter what they think, the fact that a kid's doing it, like, ups the embarrassment. So, like, because you're a tall adult, (laughs) I want you to look someone dead in the eye and a little voice go, point at them and go, Mommy, Mommy, that person's not wearing a mask. All right, friends. So we have an interview coming up 
uh, right now, actually, with with our our new friend Garrison or at Hungry Bow Tie. The bow tie they do uh, protest journalism where they go in and get cops, uh, get cops, get pictures of the cops doing things the cops shouldn't be doing, or other people uh, at protests doing things that they should not be doing, or uh, namely hurting other people. So uh, hopefully you'll enjoy this. Uh, Garrison, do you have any interest in pro wrestling? Um, no. Ah, I, I, I guess I was. So it's funny because all of us uh, large people are going to after this going to be what we all like religiously follow AEW at least and Xander's even Xander follows like freaking everything. Yeah. They have more <laughs> bandwidth for that, but unabashedly we record this right before our weekly episode <laughs> episode of pro wrestling. I guess I thought there could have been a connection between uh, the kind of like f- physical things you can do and the idea of somebody like jumping off a top rope. <laughs> oh my god! Like, look you you gotta you gotta deliver a Canadian destroyer to a member of the Portland PD before the year is. I over. would never look. We got we gotta get mad about the real <laughs> things, and then we can talk about, and then we can get excited about the fake things. We, it's all good. I think I think that's it. I enjoy a fake conflict so much because everything is so serious, like right. life and death, like literally life and death all the time. So then we go watch a bunch of people dressed up like video game characters punch each yeah. other, and it they, seems like the world makes sense for a few yeah. minutes. We can argue about you know you ripped up my mask. Yeah. It's 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 nice for a second. <laughs> the, the stakes aren't as dire. <laughs> all right. So hey, we're just gonna jump into it. Uh, I got I got this list of questions, and they're all done. Drag or go for it. Let's start us off here. So, what was your original motivation to get involved? Uh, what was what made you change, if anything, to go from like just being part of the crowd to I I don't want to say front and center, but uh, it in a way has kind of either directly or accidentally turned into that. What? What was the path that led to where you are now as far as, like, choosing to be involved? Like, after uh, the video of, like, George Floyd was circulating, I, I was mainly, I was watching all, like, the streams from, like, Minneapolis and stuff and what was all going on there. And I, I knew stuff would, I, so I, I'm based in Portland, and I knew stuff would eventually happen here because of, like, the political, because of, like the, like, the political culture here. And Portland's, mm. like, a very, very political town. So I figured something big would happen eventually. Um, so I think like Wednesday or like Thursday, I think you know like the the George Floyd like video was like published I think on like a Monday. And then by like thir- but yeah by like Wednesday or Thursday, people in Portland were starting to organize because you know we were still watching old stuff in Minneapolis at that time. Um, and I decided to show up um, just to s- the the main reason why I showed up initially, besides of course just like the horrible footage and police brutality stuff. But at this point in Minneapolis. There were like um, right wing people trying to like 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 far right wing people trying to like get into the crowd to either hurt people to provoke the cops into shooting people. Just like like just like like random kind of mm-hmm. random kind of weird stuff was happening in Minneapolis with like with like Boogaloo Boys or like whatever. So I was going mainly to see if I could document stuff around that because um, at this point I had done some training. Um, from Bellingcat, the online investigative kind of, um, I guess. Yeah, Bellingcat's kind of like an open source news network, right? Yeah. Good way to describe it. Yeah, and and I'd taken some training classes um, there on far-right stuff, and this is something I've always always been interested in because, you know, in Portland, you're kind of inundated with this stuff all the time because, you know, a few times a year, like, Nazis come into town to it's like oh the changing of the leaves and the, yeah. the slapping of the Nazis. Yeah, like, yeah. that's that's just that's just, <laughs> just that's just like a part of Portland. Um, so yeah, initially I was going down with the ex- express interest of trying to document if Nazis showed up, um, and then also depending what the police would do, you know, documenting stuff that um, police would be doing to just like just to random people um, and protesters. And yeah, like the mm-hmm. first. Yeah, so the, 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 that that was that was the, that was my initial reasoning for actually like showing up there in person, with like just so I could just yeah. to like not I, I'm kind I'm definitely setting you up for this answer, but hey, so uh, the the right wing people who commonly come in and have their like little goofy Nazi demonstrations uh, in Portland, are they are these like local Portlanders? Is Portland just full of Nazis? Uh, usually, the people that show up in Portland come in from out of town, um, mm. either like Vancouver, Washington, which is up north a little bit, or from just like the surrounding kind of more r- like 
rural areas. But yeah, like it, it, it's like express. It, it's like when when they announce these things, it's like it's like the express interest of being like, hey, we the Nazis are gonna invade this like. <laughs> liberal town just to like you know yeah because like 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 the point is to go to this place that is seemingly very liberal and 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 progressive and annoy them by us being there Um, and they want to start a fight and then record the end of it and say that that's what happened yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) all all the various tactics yeah they'll be like oh we were here just at like a prayer rally and they attacked (laughs) us yeah that's the kind of thing that they'll try to do we were all just standing around in bulletproof vests, waving pepper spray, and then suddenly someone started some shit. Yeah, yeah. that's that. So yeah, <laughs> so it sounds like it sounds like a lot of your involvement involved like uh, stopping a lot of these agitators, and you said, "Hey, that's fucked up. I don't want that to be a successful bullshit yeah. Nazi agitation attempt." And like you, countering that, hey, like uh, that's kind of like you you were mentioning that you you saw that and you wanted to do something about that. Yeah, so that's interesting. So it wasn't the George Soros checks or the Antifa propaganda that brainwashed you. <laughs> yeah. no. You saw your town being attacked over yeah. and over, and you're like, "Hey, I don't like that these people keep attacking my town." Yeah, no, yeah. So and then, yeah, that, that's, that's an issue. And then, of course, you know, the fir- the first night was relatively calm. A Nazi did show up, and he did try to provoke the police into shooting people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it was it was rel- There was really nothing much of interest the first night. The second night, stuff started to really pick up. When the police started, you know, tear gassing city blocks and city blocks. Oh my god! Um, and then you know that created the cycle that lasted for you know four, fourish months. Well, I found out about you from uh, well, Robert Evans's various podcasts that Robert Evans is on. Also, like Katie Stoll, Cody Johnson, Worst Year Ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is what's the, the the biggest one? Some more news behind the bastards. And so I heard some uh, interviews and people just talking about, oh, there's this person out here doing this. Uh, these podcasts have covered a lot of the 2020 police riots, especially in Portland. And uh, but Robert Evans is like a war reporter. They they have previous jobs where they would go to Syria and like huge, very hot conflict zones. Uh, so in Portland, weirdly, that experience is extremely apt. So, like, based on the kind of conflict you're already doing just in your own local area, do, like, d- would you ever have any desire to do other conflict journalism? At at this point, yeah. Like, my my interest has always has been on reporting on kind of far right activity. That's why I took you know Bellingcat classes from Robert Evans. Like. I don't know, like over a year ago at this point, which is very funny. Like before we like met each other in person and became friends, I took like classes from him and others. Um, so that's, that, that's always a little funny of funny thing to think about. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have a particular set of skills now that is kind of unique um, and I may as well try to put it to some good use. I'm pretty, no, I'm pretty mobile. I'm pretty able-bodied. I'm okay with the camera. And I already have PTSD, so a little more is probably will, won't won't hurt that much. I, I, that's an interesting thing to bring up. Just it's it's personally relatable to me. I have my own in a weird way. Uh, like, how do you, if at all, like, you know, you have it, and you know the situations are there. Is is like going into it and reporting? Do you have to worry about triggers? Is it after the fact? Like, how do you take care of yourself with that while still pursuing, you know, this work? Yeah, in the, in the, that's kind of actually part of the problem, because in the moment, you're really not present with what's happening to you and your body. You're, mm. it's, it's, it's very disassociating, because I'm, I'm looking at the world through the lens of a camera, so I don't, I don't really feel like I'm there at all. Um, oh. so, so then you only really you only really feel kind of the effects of the trauma you just faced by the time you get home. So then you're, you know, you're feeling all this like stress and trauma when you're just sitting in your bed. Um, oh. And, I'm, and then I mean, you got to go through and watch the tape of yourself getting like, ugh. That's yeah. Like, that's like the whiplash effect of, oh, I was in danger. That's, that's yeah, weird. Like, there it is. Yeah. Here's the video. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so totally. I mean, but, but like, you know, that's nothing compared to like, you know, what protesters are facing when they get, you know, beaten to the ground by police, arrested, thrown in a dirty jail for three days, right? Like, that's that's definitely worse. But the thing that, you know, that I go through and, you know, Robert and all of our friends who, who cover this kind of stuff, you know, it is it is different and unique in an interesting way. It definitely says something that the low bar right now for uh, for journalists is well, at least they aren't directly being beaten in the head and killed and thrown tear gas. It's like well, sometimes, usually they aren't. They're not yeah. being yeah. They're they're not being yeah. killed in the states by the state 
openly as much anymore. As often, yeah. And yeah, that's that is the that is the difference. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. other ways they're trying to suppress stuff. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I've you know, I've been, you know, I've I've been like, you know, I, I've been punched, beaten, and stuff. You know, but like whatever. That's that's just kind of, I've 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 seen much worse be done to people. For I've been done much worse. I've seen much worse done to children wearing black hoodies for standing on a sidewalk, right? So I I, I don't want to. I'm I'm not I'm not the victim here. Okay, I remember a month or so between. Here's the guy Garrison who keeps getting amazing shots, and Garrison's job is now to get shots. So what was that transition like? So like, were you noticed more? Did you have to change tactics? Like, uh. Did any did 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 any notoriety affect how you had to operate that kind of thing, or was it essentially the same thing with increased audience? Yeah, that was really interesting because like that definitely wasn't my intention. Like I wasn't like trying to become a Twitter personality. I was just oh, sure. posting stuff I thought was interesting, and then people started following me. Um, you know, and I I would say that didn't really I mean like I got better at it. Like I was able to tell. Like, like, one interesting thing about this is, like, based on the way you edit your video on Twitter, meaning, like, this is the frame the video starts on, mm. and when people scroll by, the video starts to autoplay. Um, yeah. And so, like, so, like, based on how you edit it, not, like, edit it, like, deceptively, but, like, edit it in terms of, like, you know... You put, like, why... three empty seconds at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's, like, the, the, the way you do that depend will greatly impact how much your coverage gets seen so like i so like these are the kind of stuff that you would start to like pick up almost like subconsciously because you would look at all like the videos that you post you're like okay this one has more views than this one i wonder why and you're like oh it's because of when people are scrolling by something happens at this point that catches their eye so like there's <laughs> so it's like you get to like kind of figure out how to get your coverage to be more noticeable so people actually see what's going on versus, you know, because, like, if you have, like, a two-minute long clip and the first minute nothing happens, no one's going to sit through that to watch the horrible thing that happens at one minute and five seconds, right? So it's, like, this weird thing where you have to kind of try to, like, time stuff around, not to make it, like, still well, still showing the same amount of stuff so it's not deceptive and people still have a clear picture, but being able, but getting it so that people actually will have eyes on it, so they'll actually look at the horrible things that, that are happening. That was the main change that I that I figured out after a while, after getting seen, is, to, is like you know how can this make this coverage better? Um, but I mean that's kind of it. That's yeah. I mean that that and like yeah, that's that that, that that that's like the main difference I think. In making those changes, were you ever accused of like you know? Uh lying through editing or sensationalizing your coverage no because i mean i I still provide the same amount of stuff just in different puzzle pieces um and yeah like it's 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 the same thing i've I've never really got i've never really got it that i know of i've gotten accused of doing deceptive editing um so that's I'm good. sure there's certain groups who are te- who are saying that all over the place, but I mean no you know, like <laughs> i like you know there's people like I've never got like personally harassed online or in person for like doing deceptive editing because i mean i'm i'm kind of one of the more straight to the point people out here with i i, I do very little ed- editorializing on my tweets because i feel like the videos should stand for themselves mm-hmm. um so yeah. yeah and i support i i agree yeah so i i, don't, I have, ha- haven't done really much on that side this leads into my next question uh and above all else thank you for getting this uh i personally love tangible like first person documentation it just it's that much more real i like reading an article but the article is always open to interpretation it's it's hard to argue when police are beating down peaceful protesters uh and Mm. video like this is also important in that it's it's really the only tool we have right now where there's even a chance of police facing consequences for it you know yeah uh, Xander and I are in Chicago so you know having 20 eyewitnesses of a police officer doing something and if there's no video it's like it didn't happen our testimony didn't matter yep. if they even yep. solicit us for it yep um so how does so with police there's that uh if you talk to a lot of us midwesterners the idea of militia people being out there i've never really witnessed it until 
I saw the news or I saw these weird interviews or I saw the militia demonstrations. Mm. Uh, what is the presence like that for you? So, you know, you've talked about the Nazis showing up. What about, which I, you know, there's overlap. But... There's some crossover. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's definitely some crossover. But like, so for, for myself, for Xander, for anyone who's listening to this that really doesn't have much exposure to it, uh, what, is there, what is the militia presence like in the Pacific Northwest? There's definitely a... Hmm. It definitely fluctuates. Yeah, that, that is that is an interesting question. Cause, I mean, there are definitely more notable militias in other in other parts of the states. But you know, it, it, it I guess it really depends on what your definition of militia would be. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've we've absolutely had you know like groups of armed men in cheap tactical gear show up to demonstrations before, right? Um, whether they whether they like just seemed more like classic kind of chuds or just you know just like classic kind of far right people or they seemed more like boogaloo types, um, you know. So, so you, you've definitely seen kind of both at least at these types of things. So I guess the most maybe that would be a way to spin this actually is because you see so many different genres of just that kind of area of like they don't all believe the exact same things but they kind of have similar goals so like what distinctions do you draw like when you look at someone you go oh that's a proud boy or oh that's a boogaloo or oh that's a <laughs> freaking three percenter like can you yeah <laughs> or does it even matter like no it it actually does matter because the, these things are these things can be different um specifically with the, the online the reporting about the boogaloo movement has been incredibly frustrating the past year because people often flip-flop between saying, you know, all boogaloos are Nazis, um, which can confuse some people, and then, base, and then you know, you'll have, you know, the boogaloos that are like, no, we're, we're basically, you know, anarchists of some type, usually to anarchists on the right, meaning they're pro-capitalism, um, mm-hmm. so not really anarchists then. Uh, you know, but it's, 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 like, it's, like, it's like this extreme right-wing libertarianism versus, you know, just like straight-up authoritarian Nazism. And the Boogaloo moment, movement isn't a, like isn't a succinct thing because it's not like a movement. It's just it's the, it's more it's more of an aesthetic that really anyone can co-opt. Um, mm. So I love that line. It That's act- really good. So it actually yeah. So these these the the, the distinctions do matter because you know a three percenter is going to be very different in their beliefs than you know with like a straight up you know Nazi militia who's like flying a black sun flag or something right. And then, and then that's gonna be different than you know someone in a Hawaiian shirt waving a Bitcoin flag, right? <laughs> all these, all, all these things are different, and they're off, they often show different levels of danger. Because um, I mean, the three percent. There's more than one reason yeah. I got rid of the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't wear mine anymore either. Um, I am doing it, but mine are all covered in like Pittsburgh Steelers logos. So I people think don't you're good assume. as long as you're not like have an MK <laughs> and a fucking weird shades sucks. going on. I think they, you're good. They try to take everything fun, like anything that's cool or neat. It's like, oh, what if we make this another one of the exhaustive list of wink nod symbols? Like, fuck. <laughs> I guess really quick, what I want to ask is, do you notice? So, like, you've, you've identified all these different, you know, types of militia. You know, there's the Boogaloo Boys. There's the Bitcoin folks. Yeah, there's yeah. the <laughs> Nazi fascists. And they're all showing up, and seemingly, from my viewpoint of watching the news, they seem to get along fine. Sure, yeah. Whereas, <laughs> you know, as a leftist, the infighting on the left, like, we all mean well, but wowzers there can be some heated disagreements and it seems to also carry over to having trouble organizing protests as well. Is like, yeah. is, have you witnessed that? Is that yeah. just kind of like a media narrative? Yeah, this, 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 touch, this touches on a few interesting points that I would say a lot of the infighting on the left is done on in online spaces. And now that absolutely can carry over. You know, if you've, like the Portland protest Twitter scene's a nightmare because uh, you know all these like protesters have their Twitter accounts, which they just shouldn't have anyway. Like you just that shouldn't that that's yeah. just not really good operational security. Um, but you know when they get into fights and personal squabbles on Twitter that then carry over to like grudges in person, that can suck. But the most interesting thing of kind of about this is that on maybe the biggest street fight in the Pacific Northwest um, was like August twenty second in Portland in twenty twenty when like push comes to shove. All the anti-fascists, despite your differences, whether you're like a, like a Marxist-Leninist or you're like an anti-civ anarchist, the goal right now is getting the Nazis out because we all hate the Nazis. Um, mm-hmm. 
And that was maybe the most united I've ever seen Portland was when is in this giant street fight. Um, and the right at t that day was very ununited because they, they were all looking to be like individual heroes. So like mm. they, they, they tried to form like a shield wall, but it didn't work because a shield wall requires cooperation and camaraderie <laughs> and like, and like sacrifice of personal benefit um, and sacrifice of like becoming a personal hero in exchange for being an effective group unit. You don't get to be John Wick. You don't get all the credit. <laughs> yeah, exa exactly. So like the, the, the right could not achieve being a, being an effective group unit. All right. Cause like there was a mix of Nazis there that day, like, just, like straight up, like Nazis that have been to jail for murdering people. They, like they were there mm. that day trying to, trying to like lead the shield wall. There was like back the blue folk folks. There were like mega folks. They were like libertarians. There were three percenters, you know, all these kind of groups and they could not cooperate in a meaningful way. Um, Whereas the left could when this when when like push came to shove here, that's the most like uh, first person observation that I can I can give like I, I can like I can like speculate on other things. Sure, but that's that's like the one thing I've like actually observed. So what's Alan Swinney like in real life? Alan Swinney, yeah, I've I've seen I've seen him a few times. Um, <laughs> he just keeps showing up. Oh, background if nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about. Alan <laughs> Swinney, you may have seen him in various. He's like the really big looking guy who has like big facial hair, and he had a few moments where he's like out there with the Proud Boys oh, yelling at huh. people like, "You gotta get out of the way." <laughs> he's just like out there to Hulk Hogan. It was really good because at one point Robert Evans, guy we mentioned before, he, he they end up right next to each other in the thing, and Rob and Robert's like, "Move!" I'm, I'm sorry, Swinney. Swinney's like, "Move!" And Robert's <laughs> like, "No." Now, <laughs> and he's like, I said move, and Robert's like, Oh, no. that guy! <laughs> and then eventually, yeah. the guy just has to walk away because Robert's not gonna move. <laughs> like, it, was, it was kind of amazing. Yeah. But uh, t tell me your, tell me about Robert. Tell us about Alan Swinney. He he wants to. Yeah, I've only seen him a few times, but he's like a vacation dad of right wing protesters. Basically, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, he's... he thinks he can tell the family, "Quick, get in the freaking Subaru. We're going over here." Nobody listens to him. He, he, he definitely he wants to be a leader, but no one really cares about what he says. Um, n like really, like nobody at all. No one on the left or the right. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I like I know Swinney more from watching hours and hours of body cam footage from him. That's what I know him most from because oh, yeah. me and You're a, like GoPro twenty four hours. Yeah, right? like me, Robert Evans, and another um, a journalist, uh, Shane Burley. Got uh, given access to tons of uh, uh, footage that we found of of the. Uh, you're, of... you're watching like a really fucked up version of Hardcore Henry because it's Alan Swinney. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like I I just like listen to like I just listened to like the audio of hours and hours of him like driving oh, no. around like with, like with his friends, um, <laughs> talking about random stuff. Um, hardcore Swinney. Yeah, just like. <laughs> Talking about doing like various crimes and stuff um, while recording unknowingly on his camera. That's amazing. Uh, it, yeah, it's it crazy how easy it is to get the like this this genre of of dude to like admit to things on document like to document their own crimes. Yeah, it? yeah, that was definitely useful, and I I, I think and Alan still still is in jail for assaulting tons of people. Um, yeah, good. Yeah. Good, that's man. that's really yeah. that's really all I have to say on Alan Swinney. Honestly, he's he's not worth it. He, as long as he's not being a problem, then he's not worth the time. So as that's long fair. as he's like not actively causing problems, I don't feel the need to talk about him much. This might be an obvious one, but it's just kind of part of that. Would you rather, like, when it comes to street con, like who's gonna be like in your face? Would you rather it be a cop or a like a, a swarm of of one of those various groups? That. That is really Ooh. interesting. Depends um, on the situation, right? Because it's yeah. very situational. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, that that really does depend. The it, Proud Boys might accidentally pepper spray themselves, at least. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the cops accidentally, accidentally pepper spray themselves. Oh yeah, too. they do it too. I forgot. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> where Proud a cop Boys can pretty much do anything legally, and the worst thing that can happen is they lose their job. Yeah, Proud Boys will probably, if yeah, if. If they want to, you know, like they they probably could they probably would be faster to like seri seriously harm me, 
Um, mm. But police could make my living, police can make my life a living hell legally for a long time and just like put yeah. me in jail for a while. So it really depends. I mean, like the, the kind of the, the answer here is to get good at parkour so you know how to run away quickly. <laughs> um, and then you can watch kind of, lots of Kingsmen. Then you can kind of figure out all of this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I was a parkour instructor for a few years. So oh, wow. That's the thing that saved me over the summer was that I could. I could get to places other people couldn't get very quickly. Um, you zip in, take the shot, and do a flip, zip out. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I started doing. It, it almost like it almost like became a meme. Um, Did anyone yeah. accuse you of being Spider-Man? A few, a I was few gonna people. say, have you worn the costume yet? Uh, not not at a protest. Uh, <laughs> he's getting pictures. You got to get some an anonymity if you need to. Uh, it's the one in the Spider-Man suit. Yeah, I got him. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> All right, Xander, you got one. Yeah, excellent. I do. Uh, oh, one thing I wanted to add to the prior discussion about like why the right like work together so well, quote unquote. And I think is is when they have a common enemy. They like we know our clear common enemy. Or we are going to hate this thing. That's when they all rally very well. Yeah, whereas I think they on all the left, vote together. Yeah, but if you get them in a fight, they, eh, they me. I have to, con to protect me, and then they leave. Whereas, like, on the left, all of our targets are very, it's complicated to, to, to talk about the whole thing. So it's not as easy to nail it down as what are we fighting, you know? It's yeah. inequality, it's all these things. It's not as easy to... And, and, and broadly, the right is generally more regressive. And yeah. so th their goals will often be things that are not new there are often be things that, yeah. that people have already done so there's already really a baseline for that whereas the left goals are generally things that are, haven't really are been new. done before so that can be True. harder to kind of articulate um because you know because like generally if you can be more pro status quo then you're on the right then even if you're you know claim to be more of a libertarian or claim to be um like a, a back the blue person as long as certain people's rights are being trampled on that yeah. aren't you you're kind of happy right as, uh -huh. so it, so they don't they don't really have to worry as much about that because really the more regressive nature of being on the far right um can kind of unify you even if you claim to be an authoritarian or if you claim to be a libertarian anywho uh my question was uh that's uh everyone on the show wants to do more direct action uh but we can't agree on ta tactics so like do we chant do we antagonize the police we go here or there. So, like, what kind of direct action from, especially from your experience out there in the field, what what do you suggest as far as direct action for people who want to see change? I mean, first of all, I'll clarify direct action because I mean, yeah. direct direct action usually means taking direct action against a system or a symbol of power. So that mm -hmm. often means doing a crime. Uh, so, so like direct, <laughs> act, like, direct action isn't chanting. Like chanting okay. is not direct action. Gotcha. Marching isn't direct action. Direct action is like popping the Burn. tires on a police car, right? That is, that is yeah. taking a direct action against something. So I'm not going to advocate crimes gotcha. on a podcast. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but to clarify, <laughs> oh. yeah, it's like, it's like the, the, the term direct action has been really muddled down the past year um and just sure. to, clarify, to clarify what that actually is that's like taking a direct thing and i appreciate you like articulating that honestly yeah like uh. there are other ways to challenge power structures right you know you can do throw for trying to you know get you know a degree of public support by doing you know large you know like large-scale marches to really void to, to get like you know a good amount of the public to voice their you know a support of something or voice their you know not support of something you know so there's there, there's all these very various different things you know if you want to play more of an optics game trying to you know manipulate media in a way that you know the, 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 this this sounds all very sketchy but like i'm just using these words because they actually have like a, a tangible meaning you know trying to basically play you know play the game of the system of trying to you know make mm. other people look bad when they're doing things oh, yeah. Like, we, yeah, like, by like, the way we don't shy away from discussions that are open like that like yeah. I don't see propaganda as a negative word it is yeah, a neutral exactly, word yeah. the democrats need to the left wing whoever needs to exert more effective propaganda because our messaging fucking sucks yes. I think it's not hurtful to identify that yeah yeah so yeah whether, whether that be you know 
you know, peaceful protesters getting brutalized by police, right? That is like an optics kind of thing. But also, you know, there can be beyond that, right? Because there's things that some maybe sometimes peaceful protest, maybe sometimes it's okay to go beyond that, in your opinion, where people are yeah, taking, yeah. you know, direct action in an anonymous way, whether, you know, be a, like a demonstration where everyone's in block, or it's not even a demonstration, it's just you and your affinity group, which means like you and your like your 10 friends go out and do something, you don't announce anything, you don't say anything about it, but you do something and go back home, and that's it. That's the thing. Some, something's been done people may find out about it eventually or it may never be reported on at all but but you know that you took a direct action against something that you know is a symbol or contributes to our current you know oppressive kind of hierarchy like pulling homeless people bars off of benches sure yeah Yeah, like a, a, a direct giving action. giving a tent to someone. Yeah, like a direct action can be putting together like a share fair where people like do- donate food and clothes to each other and all and all of like the leftover stuff you can give out to homeless people um, in your in in your neighborhood, right? There's all these other kinds of things, you know, doing m- m- mutual aid work where you and someone else, you know, each of you has a thing that could benefit the other, so you help each other out. Um, you know, there's all those other kind of things that are that that are also trying to get away from our current system of oppression and trying to create our own kind of our own cycle of supporting each other and supporting you know the people in our own community just real quick like about uh the whole like not so much uh direct action but more so like any like the, the thoughts of like getting people to think about things or like boycotting versus getting people to notice things i've noticed that the more we the, the 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 campaigns where people are like don't pay attention to this thing are way less successful or boycotting are way less successful nowadays just because of the way the attention economy works it's way easier to get like hey look at this thing this is fucked up rather than yeah you know what I'm saying it's it's yeah it's, and uh, and, and yeah. almost any boycott is just gi- giving someone free publicity at this point yeah <laughs> it's it's yeah. Tech, it's calculated they do that shit on purpose yeah now, if, if you see if, H bomber guy has a great video called uh-huh. "Woke Brands" that 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 covers sure, that topic. Sure. Woke brands, Gillette sales go up if you throw away your dumb razor and have to go buy another one because you still need a razor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole bad publicity not being or is or just any publicity being good is more true than ever. Just by getting the name out there, you're right. You're right about that. As far as what you've been reporting on and where you want to keep going, I want. What are your thoughts on? I guess what I'll call a positive or effective action reporting. Uh, You know, it's been a trope for longer than I've been alive that if you're checking into the news, it's scary, scary, scary things. And anything that's positive or meaningful are usually fluff pieces. But like uh, in, in, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the term, the zone. That was put together. Autonomous zone? The autonomous zone. The Chaz? Or yeah. The Portland was different. Uh, <laughs> but for example, like most of the news about that was this is crazy. This is what the hell's going on? This is chaos. This is wrong. And then yeah. it was, there were a couple articles that are like, here is how this group is functionally helping each other. Here's how the structure works. Here's what it's doing that the existing system was not. I, so where do you. Where is your outlook on that type of reporting and just the general uh, feel for it? I mean, yeah, that's what I kind of tried to. That's what we were we were kind of trying to do with our podcast, um, "Uprising: A Guide from Portland," that me and Robert Evans and a few other nice people put together. It was yeah, trying to nice. put together like like a, a more clear picture, talking about you know both like the negative aspects and all the and all the brutality and all like you know the failures of protesters in some ways, but also talking about you know the successes and how people learn from things and how stuff was improved, um, how people you know got to you know learn about mutual aid and how they were benefiting their community in other ways. Um, so yeah, that that is that is something that I would like to do more of. It's just. Yeah, it's it's kind of harder to get that work kind of noticed. A common thing the three of us have kind of talked about and in one way or another share the sentiment is that uh, there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily inherently disagree with these progressive ideas. They just don't understand how it would work. Or, you know, it's a bit of a negative phrase, but we kind of lean into a lot of people lack the imagination to see what we want. Uh, what could we do to like what can 
people listening to this do to help you as a reporter make that more of a reality or make that better? Like, is, is there, like, should people be submitting stories or things they're attempting? I don't know. I've kind of I've kind of gone off the deep end on the other side of things that I feel like it's like because I, I know it, it is it is just really depressing because I mean, people lots lots of people already are doing that kind of thing. It's just that no one cares. <laughs> it is that is like the really kind of depressing thing is that you know there is you know in Portland there's always that kind of stuff going on. But if someone breaks a window a week later, that's gonna get fifty times more attention. So it's it's almost a losing battle for you to do things to try to influence the public in that kind of grade in in that kind of you know large scale way. I would kind of more recommend just doing that kind of stuff for yourself and for your friends. And if like if that can improve your mental health, knowing that you helped your community around you and that you have a good support structure, I think that's honestly just going to be way more important and way more helpful because there's there's because. In 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 like a in like a capitalist media environment, you you can only do so much, right? That's just that's just mm -hmm. it's kind of at a certain point you're kind of going to be putting more effort into something and not getting enough returns. So you may as well be doing stuff that just kind of benefits you mentally, emotionally, <laughs> and you know, and materially, um, and not be so concerned about kind of the exterior media environment. I I I, I mean, I don't know. That's that's just kind of. I have I've not been doing this for a while, but you know I've been in tuned with kind of the Portland scene for longer than than I've been reporting on it, and that's just kind of my personal opinion on the on on the matter. This is a question about uh, like a, a treatment from fellow journalists. Uh, essentially, since you you mentioned you work well, even saying work for is almost too strong of a term. But you're you're affiliated with Bellingcat, who is their whole thing is like guerrilla journalism. People who live in the place do the journalism. Bellingcat helps with publishing and training. Also, and Bellingcat is doing a lot of non guerrilla journalism in terms of people sitting in computers thousands of miles away doing work that you would only think could be done in person, but actually can be done from far away because of the internet. Oh, wow. I guess I'm just drawing a distinction between that and, like, a CNN or so. Like, yeah. Like, how different of a structure it is. Sure, like the yeah. Like, there's difference between, so there's difference between, like, punditry and then yeah. actually doing reporting, right? Actually getting new information and putting it out there in a way that's digestible. Yeah, I like, I love how you phrase that. So... What I, what I get my question is how has how has the reaction been from other journalists or specifically if you've had any interactions with like institutionally backed journalists yeah. have they treated you differently like what's that been like um it's definitely it's definitely been mixed there's there's been a lot of people here in Portland kind of the more independent people or people that are not to to be frank th that are not like cis and white who work in the business um who are have been extremely supportive um uh, you know a lot of people who are you know minorities of different of different you know genres i guess um who also kind of work independently um or at least to freelance work or are, are less are less institutionally tied have been really great really friendly um have been really supportive you know i've been you know pulled out of bad situations by by these types of people um do you think there's a weird competition element to that where the <laughs> other people who are indie are like hey eh, you're indie we're indie who gives a shit um, versus like i'm from abc and thankfully <laughs> that's been kind of avoided in portland because we all kind of got trauma bonded at least all of the yeah, yeah right. like, well, a, 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 a lot of the people that got popular all started off very small and all kind of trauma bonded really quickly and it just kind of turned into more of like a nice family um gives me hope i like that that yeah that was I me mean, like <laughs> robert evans like warned me about that he's like yeah you like like when you know when stuff was when stuff was like picking up in july with the feds coming into town robert was like careful in these types of conflict areas, journalists can get really um, bad, like bad with each other, because <laughs> they mm. want, you know, they're, you know, they want like their big thing. Um, and thankfully, that didn't really happen in Portland. Um, that happened to some degree when like people from out of town came in, um, <laughs> but they were out of town. They weren't actually. They weren't the locals. Um, oh shit! Here comes Eddie Brock to steal my shot. No, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that did happen. That did happen oh, all the no. time. I heard, you know, there, there was like journalists Fuck. talking to, there was journalists like talking to protesters to be like, hey, can you move out of the way? You're in my shot. I'm this like, this person's bleeding. What? I'm putting a bandage you're, on. Fuck you. My shot, not, yeah, you're not, this this isn't about you. This isn't this about is you at all. This is a fucking war zone. Yeah. Um, Holy wow. fuck. 
But also, oh, then, that doesn't yeah, shock me. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, and then also because of my age, definitely there was some uh, hesitancy. Excuse me, child. Uh, and and <laughs> kind of, yeah, there was definitely some like ageism from like the more mainstream people when, once they found out how 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 young I was. I mean, some of that could ostensibly be also like legal issues, um, because I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on the laws of you know if someone if someone who was a minor at the time gets hurt doing this thing ostensibly because you want to use the reporting is that you know it's, it's, it's a little it's a little bit fuzzy. It it is nice. No, so it it they is. want to treat you like a child soldier. Like yeah, exactly. Um, so it is. Tie a camera to his head and push him into the cops. See what happens. Yeah. So I think I, was, I think I think that was probably an aspect. Um, it is nice that I am no longer a minor, so that kind of clears that side up. But there definitely was you know times where like people did like at first respect me and then found out how young I was and then you know went radio silent um which is oh, you know i would do the opposite i just respect you even more unless yeah it's like oh i'm talking to a person who is x number and i must yeah I don't, I, I don't know it's it's a it's a thing i try not to think about it too much all right let's lighten let's lightning round it so i have some it's, it kind of kills the purpose of the lightning round that i've like pre-written some of these but <laughs> but dragor throw it out what is portland like on a quote normal unquote day the news has bombarded us with everything's fucked and this is an outlier. What's yeah? What's and, the and we, we don't. I don't mean pre twenty twenty. We mean like now, like in March twenty twenty one. But there's not a thing going. What's it like? I mean, yeah, it became like a meme because of right wing media that like Portland like burns down every day and like rebuilt itself it's and then rebuilt. like burns down to the ground again. <laughs> uh, right? That was just like the thing. Uh, and like, no, it's fine. There, there's, there hasn't been a there hasn't been a building that's ever burned down here during the protests. Um, there's there were some very plywood <laughs> plywood corners. There was out. some plywood corners next to some glass windows set on fire, <laughs> um, next to some brick walls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's it's fine. I don't know it's like it's like a regular city. The I mean, the police here harass homeless people on a regular day. They'll try to you know move homeless encampments. There'll be you know people trying to help other people on the street. There'll be richer people you know looking down upon those who look punk. I guess yeah. It's 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 just like a regular kind of city that has like a liberal veneer that if you scratch the surface actually is you know full of racism and systemic oppression you know that's 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 probably like a lot of that's probably like a lot of you know cities that put out a very like liberal persona and then when you like scratch it you're like oh no there's actually a lot of like this is all built on privilege and whiteness um yeah so i mean but like it's you know, i don't know garrison that mayor came to the protest i think it's all good now yeah oh. uh-huh yeah and <laughs> now he's approving police tactics of kettling and not jesus Christ. and not you know uh ted wheeler everybody ted wheeler right that's their name yeah. i only say it so people know who to not vote for if you live anywhere near portland don't vote for ted wheeler i don't give a shit <laughs> it's a republican what are they gonna do exactly what ted wheeler is already doing because that's what he's doing yeah so. no, ted, <laughs> ted, ted ted wheeler is i i, I have my own opinions that i don't want to I, I, I don't want to be incriminating on various levels yeah, you live by him. on on a you podcast. Live by this person. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm not a huge fan of Ted Wheeler. Are you playing any video games at the moment, or do you have any freaking time for that? Um, I'm trying to. It's it's sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard on a motivation level to boot up a system when it's easier just to sit and stare at your wall. Um, but I'm trying. Like, what do you like? What genres? Um, I guess like action adventure stuff. I've been try. I, I started up Red Dead Redemption two a few days ago. Um. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to play a Steven Universe game that just got released on console. Um, let's see. What else am I doing? Yeah, no, I, I, I start a lot of games and then I take years to finish them because I basically I'll, 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 <laughs> play, I'll play for like five hours once every three months on a game and then, you know, just change that up like once a week. So like I, I cycle through probably like 10 games that I'm always just kind of slowly playing yeah. through. So it's, it's, kind, it's, it's kind of hard to remember. If you're looking for suggestions, I'd say it only takes an hour and a half or an hour. Sidenor or Wild, Wild Hearts is on a lot of stuff, and that's very short, very good. Fun, fun. So you have three things uh, of priorities, either donations, boots on the ground, or calling politicians. What do you, which of those do you think is the most important? Um, or to frame it differently, which do you think is most effective? Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, I know. It depends. Um, I was I probably... Boots on the ground. If you're, if you're able-bodied to do that, um, if you're privileged enough to have enough money for donations, then do sure. that too. 
but if you're in a tight spot, just showing up in, in person. I mean, like, there is ways to do stuff in person that really isn't dangerous and won't put you at tons of risk. Like, there'll, there'll always be, will be some risk, but there's, there's yeah. always a ways of doing things more carefully. Uh, right? Like, just because you're in person doesn't mean you have to be at the front of the line in Black Block throwing a Molotov. Um, there's, 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 other things you, there's other things you can be doing, whether that's sure, handing you out— throw a brick. Whether that's <laughs> sh- throwing a brick or handing out water bottles. Um, you know, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's, 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 there's all kinds of different things you can do. I do um, that. I bring a bunch of water wherever I go. Yeah, that, that, that's which that's the cops were stopping people from doing as well, so they don't like that either. Uh, apparently. Oh yeah, don't put don't put them down, or the cops will come by and like destroy all of them. Yeah, yeah. We, we've we, we've seen the feds like mace, you know, just stash stashes of like medical supplies, food, water. So you can't use. Gosh, yeah, so evil. masks. All yeah, yeah. It sucks. And hey, what do you what do you think about furries? Yeah. I think they're fine. I mean, I I get called a fu- I, I, I I I get called a furry a lot by my friends. Um, oh. Which I don't know. It's... I have a follow up question. What's your favorite animal? Oh, I, I don't. <laughs> right? I don't know. I, I don't know what I, I don't know what my favorite animal would be. But if I had a fursona, it it would be a, it would be a type of cat. Um, hey, but gotcha. I don't I I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's my favorite animal. But yeah, I mean, like I I I have you know I I am more of a cat boy than a furry, and I think there is a distinction there. But it is it is, it, it, it is a it is a very thin line, and people people do bully me for it. Um, in a in a in a fun way, because I also bully them for it, because they're the same thing. So I'm happy <laughs> that you get to like enter the world in a place where first of all, everyone knows what fursonas are already hilarious. And that it's, it's it is simply one of the many options you could choose of things to like. It's not like in the '90s where it's like you might as well have just said that you like to uh, blender kittens for how people would react to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you went to That's a furcon cool. and you had a cat boy like uh, 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 for so- or Sona or whatever, they would be like, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> yeah. We got. You think you and a cat? It's like, okay, you, cool. Have you jump around on things? That'd be awesome. <laughs> Well, our, it, Xander, it depends on which subculture of in-person furry events you're participating oh, in, because the cat yeah. boy at the dance overlap was pretty big. Wait, well, Garrison, thank you very much for talking to us today. Uh, where, where should people find you if they want to see you online? Um, at Tungry Bowtie on Twitter is where I do, I guess, most of like my quote-unquote work, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's a, a various, you know, it, it, it fluctuates between doing reporting on the far right, um, and you know, doing in-person reporting, you know, showing resistance um, and protests and uprisings um, against against the state, against you know, different structures of power and authority. Um, so yeah, my my Twitter account at Hungry Bowtie, also my YouTube channel, which I'm trying to do more stuff on. I'm I've been for the last month or so, I've been working on writing a video about why Nazi cat boys are a thing. Um, <laughs> that's that is almost done. Um, <laughs> so that's been a interesting experience doing a lot of research, a lot of re- cataloging, cataloging a lot of 4chan threads. Um, oh man! Real quick, so, I gotta ask: Has this also has the uh, Nazi furries come up in this research, yes. or not quite? Yeah, they, they <laughs> have. They, they have. There is there is a there is some crossover there. It, there is some uh, repeating patterns there. Absolutely. It's mostly Colorado for some reason. Most of the weird furries live in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yes, a lot has happened there, but Illinois got their own. Yeah, Illinois got some. Yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. So if you want, if you want to watch that video, it should be coming out. I don't know, sometime in April, I guess. Uh, cool. Maybe March. We'll see. And then, uh, then yes, if you want to listen to podcasts, um, I have a, I have a, a, a ten episode series with from myself, Robert Evans, and a few other people called Uprising: A Guide from Portland. Talks about the it's po- good. I've heard it. Great. Yeah, oh, thank you. Check that out. Yeah, that uh, talks about the 2020 protests in Portland, covering kind of all sides of things. Um, then also, I've uh, occasionally guest host on Behind the Bastards that you can listen to. I've got some, I have some episodes about Focus on the Family, um, The Wave, the Nazi experiment, um, and I have some episodes on uh, the Rise Above movement, which is a Nazi group that are coming I've out. I've got to listen to you talk about Focus on the Family. I haven't heard that oh, one. Oh, you haven't? interesting to me. It's... No, not that one. That, yeah. I weirdly don't listen to Bastards. Oh, I listen to like, everything else regularly. Oh, my God, my mom used to listen to that with me in the car. Oh, dear. Oh. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, you should, yeah, you should uh, check that out and talk about, you I know, will definitely. I mean, like, <laughs> Behind the Bastards. Content warning for, like, a conversion therapy and stuff. Um, oh, no, it's okay. I'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's religious evangelicals. It's everything you could imagine that is bad. Yeah, that, I don't yeah, know if I you think... saw the headline, but uh, in the UK there was a headline I saw that was uh, religious groups complaining that if conversion therapy is banned, uh, people in the church will get arrested. Oh no! That's like saying the quiet part out loud, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that is. Um, hmm. If you stop us from, if you make this thing illegal, then we'll have to be arrested because we aren't going to stop doing it. Right. <laughs> well, thanks very much for hanging out, Garrison. I, I hope we'll talk to you again sometime. This is this absolutely. Has been, this has been great. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm still waking up. I have a horrible sleep schedule, so if I'm incoherent oh, yeah. at all, blame blame my bad sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, please stay safe out there, and we look forward to seeing more. Well, it's weird to say I look forward to seeing more footage from you because if I'm seeing footage from you, it's bad ba- it's things bad. are happening yeah, to it's people. It's usually pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to hearing about that you're okay after. I'll say yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Do you want to talk about the video game thing that was posted? How they were doing severance pay in the form of fucking loot boxes? Wait. <laughs> oh my god. In the form of what? Loot boxes. boxes. Like, well, money. Oh, Maybe my God. What? Activision Blizzard announces fourth quarter and 2020 financial results. Uh, Very high. For the year that ended in December 31, 2020, Activision Blizzard's net revenues presented in accordance with GAAP were $8.09 billion with a B, Jesse, as compared mm. with $6.49 billion with a B, Jesse, for 2019. <laughs> and then... After doing that, making record revenue and profit, uh, they laid off 200 people more. Uh, they they, not, they laid off a bunch of people. So they made record profits, then laid off people, gave them only three months severance. The severance thing that certainly, like, there's no legal things here and there other than, like, if there's employment agreements. So whether or not three months is bad or good is for the most part, socially, a function of how long you've been there and what the norm is. My lawyer got me nine months of severance when I got canned for bad reasons. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And the kicker is, maybe this is where the 200 comes from, They, everyone who was let go, in addition to that generous three-month severance, still during a pandemic, got a $200 gift card to their digital store. Some game bucks. Z-bucks. What is it? What are they called? <laughs> What's the most famous currency that is fake? I don't think that's Activision. That's that's Fortnite, isn't it? Z bucks. Oh, I don't know. It's like you're fired, but you can buy your children some rent. You can give us money your again. Z bucks. Yeah, you can give us back two hundred dollars that we temporarily assigned to you for a bit as an apology for ruining your career. <laughs> And or so ending your employment. I would I would like to draw a line back to uh, an older controversy of yours, Pepper, if that's all right. <laughs> sure. Oh dear. Uh, the the singer that intended to go to an anti-mask rally and was fired. Uh, mm-hmm. I bring that up because one, it has come up as like, ooh, Pepper was defending anti-maskers. No, the point was, regardless of the intent or shittiness of that person, they are still a person and should still be able to live. And by getting fired during a pandemic, not even reduced pay, and like, you can't do shit, nothing. Blizzard, Mm. Activision Blizzard, not only did they make record profits, let's say they made the same amount. They make tons of money hand over fist. They do not need... Need is the operative word here oh, to let and anyone massive bonuses go. to Bobby Kotick, their fucking CEO, which were reported. I believe I, they even said the fucking number. I believe. Oh, did they? I think so. And the worst part is that that like it wasn't even necessary. They made a profit. Like holy shit! I know. WWE the same thing. They Great profit. Tons of during a pandemic. A pro- yeah, we can't raise the minimum wage because that would make them have to fire people because they'd have to pay them more because it would drive profits down. Here is a company that is the biggest one in their entire industry. They just made record profits and they fired a lot of people. So economics are definitely a thing that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> All right. So what is what, you know what I mean? Do, do any of us have the ability to voice what uh, a if if we were to make that illegal, how would that go? Is it even possible? Like, how do you... Fuck, that's a good question. I guess you would have to... 
Yeah, what what is your solution, Dragger? Like, well, so my solution is extreme in that because the legal obligation is to the shareholders to make profit, uh, mm-hmm. the key movers and shakers of the shareholders should just go to jail and forfeit their profits because <laughs> they conducted harm against many, many people, against hundreds of people. They did direct harm to them that was completely unnecessary. I think you're hitting on something really important, which is like there's no consequences for these for these actions. So like even the slap on the wrist that we have, they will keep doing them because it's worth doing. <laughs> like they take out insurance policies because they know they're going to get fined at some point because you yeah. can set up with any private agency on what the terms and payouts are. Like you could just do that. Mm. So when we talk about th- this is almost this is kind of similar to. How we t- when we talk about medical care and they'll be like, well, if your employer has to pay for all this medicine, like that seems unfair that they would have to pay for all these healthcare costs. And my point is, yeah, you're right. That would be weird. Why do we have this tied to a job? Like, why do you get healthcare? Why is why does your health your employer have to be the one who worries about your health? Shouldn't that be a doctor? So my solution is always going to be. Like what what this business did under the way the rules are set up, it is not only is it not punishable, it's not illegal. It is exactly what you are, quote, supposed to do if you take an econ course. If you get a freaking MBA, they'll be like, yeah, good move. Talk to other true capital C capitalists, people who can wield capital and make money only off of owning things. People such as Bobby Kotick. Bobby Kotick does not make any video games. He simply is like is connected to a thing that makes games. So he gets a ton of money that their Mm -hmm. CEO. So. Um, expecting them to take care of people is like, just cause you worked at a place doesn't mean, Oh, now you're responsibly connected to this corporation forever. If we had a strong enough social safety net, like all of these Nordic countries, we always talk about layoffs wouldn't be as big of a deal. I do think it should be a little harder to just like drop your employees, like a ton of bricks, especially when uh, in the game industry, they are hired with the initial intent to do exactly that from the beginning. That should be something that should not be a thing you can just do. But the problem of them not having a job is the they need to pay their bills, not that they don't work at the place. We need some sort of unionization, especially in the big AAA business of, especially having been in it, it's just a fucking mess. Like, it's like everyone's a part of this big global com, especially when you work for one of those companies, and then you get like a small fucking like i i worked for thq they're like oh you get some thq stock by the way you're on crunch now fuck off it's like oh <laughs> like they hired me for long story short they hired me for a different game and they're like oh you're on this now but the the whole point of it is that you do work for this faceless company and you are just at the behest of it and that that is I've talked to people who worked for other AAA companies. They all run into the same shit. And there really needs to be something that has to be done about unionization or something for these large, large companies. The film industry got SAG, and now mm-hmm. the game industry needs VAG. VAG? <laughs> yeah, sure. VAG. The video game makers need some VAG, okay? Um, We're going to make the less gross pronunciation. <laughs> do you want to join VAG? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, join Veg. The video yes, game. Xander, I do. <laughs> In my pants, convert it now, please. Oh boy. Well, okay. Last thing I want to mention. So we're t- we're talking about people getting severance pay in the form of loot boxes. I want to remind people of the ho- the the like company store nonsense that was happening less than a hundred years ago. I mean, hell people yeah. Who, People's grandparents, people's parents, even if they're a little older, may have worked for an employer where the employer figured out a way to legally pay them in gift cards. Like company money is gift cards. That's what and it is. Like if you, it means the exact same thing in today's terms. Didn't Walmart and try to do that? Sh- I think Walmart already has. Yeah. yeah. I, it would in no way shock me. And I think we're going to see more and more and more of, oh, we'll pay you this much an hour in money or this much an hour in gift cards. Amazon, Amazon. It's going to be Amazon. They're already Walmart starting. Too. Didn't you see the article? Is that a, see? Okay. So I haven't even paid attention. So the prototype I, to it is they are <laughs> gamifying the behaviors they want. Oh, that's some part of, which, of that. God, yes. Fucking, uh. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Amazon's trying to, or it's already started in one of its facilities. Uh, I see H3 Worry typing. Free. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is fucking. <laughs> it just is worry-free. Except they don't well, want you living there. Well, maybe eventually. Yet. But, um, yet. They are gamifying certain behaviors. So they are gamifying taking a shorter bathroom break. They are gamifying uh, how quick you go. They're essentially 
without tying it directly to your employment agreement or your salary or anything are trying to coerce behaviors that are currently protected and like it's illegal to do. So like the bathroom stuff, timing people going in and out of the bathroom and things like <laughs> those court cases, companies lose those left and right, which is why it's kind of seen as comical and awful whenever someone tries it. So this is the quote unquote positive spin that they're doing and you get their basically game currency that can get you Amazon bucks or some other kinds of benefits yeah. and things. This is the groundwork. This cord. is the prototype. All right. The only reason I bring it up is uh, identify when that's happening. Look out for it at your current job and resist it in any way you possibly can. Like they can't tell you to not, like Drago just said, they cannot legally say you can't take a break, but they can say, oh, if you skip your break, quote unquote, voluntarily, we'll give you another fucking dollar. Like we won't just pay you more like we should. But if you willingly infringe on your own civil rights, we will pay you to do that. And that is the most capital fuck thing I've heard but today. it's kind of, as you said, it's not even using direct capital. It's not using the actual dollars. It's not even money. That's it's illegal. Fucking, it's book fair shit. It's fucking, I read 10 books and I want a slinky. Ah!